All right, it's the 144th episode of the Brian Hornback Experience. We've got another candidate, 2024. We've got a whole bunch of candidates. They're all running for the March 5th Republican primary primarily because, you know, that's where the contest is. And so we'll talk about all that later on brianhornback.com and the Brian Hornback Experience, but we're going to get right to it. Fifth District County Commission. There's several candidates running, but right now the one we're going to talk to is Brian Walker. Brian, how are you? Absolutely, absolutely. We're we're recording this on January the 9th. Um, you're probably going to see it, hear it, maybe right after it posts, maybe whenever. But um, so Brian, uh, the current commissioner can't run for re-election. Mike Biddle uh, back in July was um, was in the Farragut parade, and everybody thought Mike was going to run for commission, and life happens, and Mike wasn't able to run because of some family situation. Um, and Mike's a friend of mine um, and a good conservative. And then, uh, lo and behold, Brian Walker shows up. So uh, what made Brian Walker decide to be a candidate for county commission? You know, it is kind of funny. I mean, it's overall, this is not what I had planned. It's not something I wanted. I didn't wake up one day and say, I want to be in political office. You know, just everything was just different. And, uh, so I happened to be at one of the events because I do attend all the meetings and just I want to be updated on what's going on. Right. And I was approached by a few people and they said, hey, uh, yeah, there is an open spot because the current guy is turned out and uh, no one else is uh, running at this time. So what do you think? And they, they brought me for me and, you know, like anything else, you kind of just sit and you say, no, 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 I don't, I'm not going to do that. That's crazy. I don't want to think it. And then you start realizing, all right, well, you know, that, that, that does sound like a good idea. They keep feeding at you, they're eating at you, and you're just like, all right, well, let me talk about this. So I, I, I talk out loud, and my wife and I had a good conversation. We sat down and said, you know what? What do you think about this? My wife looked at me and said, you know, you haven't gone wrong yet, so whatever you plan on doing, I support you, and I'm behind you, and if that's the direction you want to take with our lives, then let's do it. We're all in. And so that was basically the motivation I really needed to go, all right, let's make some calls. We'll see how viable this is. Let's see what needs to be done and understand what it means. And I did that. And uh, at a certain point, you know, it's, um, I took a weekend. And that Monday, I kind of got up and I said, you know what? I'm going to start running. That was it. I'm going to run for county commissioner. And so I put my name in there. And then when the put on the calendar when the petition date was going to be pulled, and then, sure enough, I think I was the first one uh, down in the office down there to pick one up. And, uh, it was a Friday, and then by Tuesday, I turned in my 25 names. And off I'm running. I'm on the ballot. Boy, so that's kind of how it all played out. There's something funny about the 5th District because um, you picked yours up, and Lauren Morgan, who's running for uh, the school board seat in District 5, she picked up the same day. And I think she was the first one to turn in, and I think you were like the second one to turn in. But. Um, <laughs> Uh, you know, for, for Lauren, uh, she ended up with no Republican opponent. Uh, she'll have one, she'll have a Democrat to deal with in August. But, uh, you know, you, uh, apparently, um, everybody decided that they thought commission was, I th I th well, as a former school board member for the, from the fifth district 20 years ago, I can tell you that most people, uh, probably have figured out that being on the school board is probably more of a headache than county commission. Now, County Commission oversees a billion-dollar budget this year. The, the budget went over a billion uh, when the County Commission approved it last June. So Brian Walker wants to be one of 11 
that's going to help manage a billion dollar uh, budget, but they they get to give about two thirds of that over to the school board. So I don't think people I think people started thinking there's probably more headaches on the school board from dealing with parents. So let's all go to county. I get I don't know. I'm just I'm just I'm just I'm just pontificating. But anyway, um, so let's talk about so you um, so you're not you're not originally from around here, which um, you know uh, Frank Luthold, who served on county commission for a number of years told me when I started running for school board in the 5th District 20 years ago, Brian, it really don't matter if you're from here or not because I think everybody knows by now, my wife and I have been in Southwest Knox County since 92, but we grew up in East Knox County. So, you know, we're a transplant from one end of the county to the other end of the county. Uh, in 92, we came down here. Um, but Frank said it doesn't matter because there's enough people that move in and out of the fifth district every four years that you're always just the new guy. So, but obviously you've made it no apology that you or you made it no secret that you're, you're relatively recent uh, resident of Knox County. So what made you and your wife, Jennifer, decide to move to good old Farragut, Tennessee? Yeah, so basically I didn't win the grand lottery. I was not born well, so I got the next best thing. It cost everybody. So I grew up in southern New Hampshire, okay, a small town, and that town was pretty much just like Farragut, about the same size. You know, we're talking about, well, she's 25, 30 years ago. Right. But about the same size then, and um, as Farragut is now, we had about the same size school district as far as the process and how it works with all the different schools. And we were located next to a much larger city on a river. And that's pretty much the exact area. But uh, when I was, you know, I had a good life, good grades, good friends, good everything else. But at some point, I said, you know, when I graduated high school, I wanted to get out of there. I wanted to go spread my wings, do my own thing. So I packed up my little two-door car, and I drove out to college, which was in Southern California. Wow. And so I went out, out there, just basically as far away as I could go, and I set up shop, went to school, did four years there, graduated, and I uh, met my wife in college. And my wife and I have been together since college. So when uh, you know we were together, we, we had two kids uh, and basically stayed in California. And it got to that point up until uh, COVID happened, and let's just say March 2020. And then what happened was in July of 2020, basically when everything was shut down, and I can work remote, so it wasn't a problem. My wife, my, my wife and I, my daughter got into an RV and we drove around the country. So we did 26 state tour, knowing that we would leave eventually, knowing that we would, as soon as our granddaughter graduated, we were out. So we did pros and cons, you know, what looks good, what states are good, taxes, uh, cost of living, that kind of thing. And we had some friends that lived in Knoxville. And so when we were coming across, we drove all the way up to, uh, you know, South Dakota, over Minnesota, down through Iowa, and we stopped through Knoxville, in Knoxville, down across 40. And we said, you know what, let's do a couple days there. So we spent some time with our friends, and uh, they showed us around, and we're like, man, this is real, real nice. This is a real good community. I like it. All right, let's keep going. Went down to South Carolina, went up to Virginia, and we said, well, on the way home, let's stop through Knoxville again, and we're going to do that. So we, we stopped at our friends' again, house again. We spent another day here, and we said, you know what, this is probably it right here. It doesn't get any better than this. So we continue on our way, and this is July 2020, right about in the middle of it. And when we got home, we kind of just we were evaluating everything. And then what happened was the current governor now, Gavin Newsom, 
came on the radio and said, you know what, we are not going to open schools next year. We're going to shut down everything until COVID is under control, and we're just not going to do it. And my wife and I looked at each other and said, man, that's going to be rough. And our daughter looked at me and said, you know what, Dad, I want to go to school. Like, I do not want to be shut down. I want to play sports. I want to be active. I want to uh, go to prom because they had missed their prom. So literally, she's going into her junior year in high school, and we said, that's it. There's no way we can stay here. So we packed up everything, and literally mid-July, we sold our home. And by August 8th, before she started her junior year in high school at Farragut High School, we were living in District 5. And we were up and gone. So, and, that's, so that's how I got here. And, and, uh, and she can play. That happened. And so she completed the junior and senior year at Farragut High, right? That is correct, yes. And now she is no longer at Farragut High School. She's at Virginia Tech. <laughs> she is. She's thriving right now. Thankfully for those two years, that was, she was able to go to Farragut High School. That's a good program that they have. So she is at Virginia Tech. She is in the core cadet program, which basically means that she signed up. So when she graduates, uh, she'll, be, she'll commission as an officer into the Navy. Wow. So we're very excited for her. Yep. And then you had a son that did not uh, uh, did not travel because he had already graduated high school, I guess, from California. And so he, uh, um, where where's he at? Yeah, so he just finished up Southern Utah University out of Cedar City. So I was right on the kind of the border of Nevada. Um, did a great great year, uh, career there as far as uh, college goes. President of his fraternity and everything else, and so we're very excited for his next step and what he's doing. He's actually working for me right now, so we're kind of mm. figuring things out. So I'm very happy for that. But yeah, both of them just just did really well, did really well on their own. And I, and I wanted them to follow the same path I did, you know, to get out of the house, uh, to spread their wings. I mean, it worked for our kids. It doesn't work for everybody, but right. for our kids, and they're doing great. And they're very, you know, the proud dad moments. Is, you know, I'm very happy for them. I don't worry so much about that. What's going on? But I'm very happy. Well, and the first part of this year, uh, they've been in town with you because I know they they were able to go out and experience the Knox for Liberty meeting last night, which was January the 8th, where you got a chance to speak for a couple minutes. Uh, you were one of the invited candidates. So what did they think about seeing Dad in this new environment? <laughs> it was definitely a new environment, let's put it that way. That Knox for Liberty has so much great positive energy, so many passionate people, passionate questions, you know, and they come up there and, and I think it was great for them to be experiencing that. I mean, they had seen me, you know, with my Chamber of Commerce things, I was chairman and all that stuff. I did Lions Club for a long time. I did Rotary for a long time. You know, I did Toastmasters, you name it. I was kind of involved. And it was, and it was a business thing because that's how I was growing my business. You right. Know, getting out there and talking to people. And, um, to be up there and being drilled and talked to and you know for political reasons was definitely a different thing you know and for me but for them and i think them being young you know just not overemphasize it but when you're young you don't pay attention to politics a whole lot so to see them or to have them see what was going on and what was happening in that room i think it really opened their eyes to realize you know this this matters like it matters who we vote for not only the presidential level of course but the lower levels too and just local government how important that is for people to understand who the people are that are going to be representing you and they're very happy so we actually had some great conversations on the way home and this morning continued as well so it was a good experience all around for everybody. Good, good. Well, and you know, from your business background, you're you're somewhat of a small business guy. You did some insurance. Uh, you have some insurance background, but you also owned a uh, a martial arts studio. You and your wife own. So you've done you've done a little bit of everything, uh, not only civically but but in the business community as well, right? 
I have. So I've been doing insurance for 23 years, and that's always been my primary thing. Like I've always had that. I've had staff. I've had you know management. I mean, everything going forward. And along the way, it's allowed me to do a few other things too. And um, I had a real estate company for a while as well. I had a property management company. I owned commercial property, which was nice because I was able to rent that out. So um, then I went into, I went into flipping homes and condos. I did that mm. too. And wow. then also, too, I built a few homes as well. So I built wow. multiple homes from the ground up, you know, subdivided some land. So I got some experience doing that. And then what happened was my wife came to this idea because we had a hobby. We were together. We were doing martial arts. And my wife said, you know what? There's an opportunity to start our own martial arts studio. So she convinced me to do that. And I said, you know, that'd be great. And we ended up doing that for five years. Unfortunately, is one of those as um, you know, you get older in a contact sport. My body decided there was it was time not to, uh, to it was time to quit. Right. And so I had my first hip replacement mm. on my left side, and I said, you know, it was hard. Cause my wife, you know, you know, as good as she is, it's hard to run a studio by herself. And then was decided I was going to have my second hip replaced. Um, we just said, you know, our lease is coming up. Do we want to continue our lease? We said, you know, five years was a good run. We had a good time. We really helped the community, got to work with kids, and do all the things we wanted to. And we decided, you know, that's it. We're yeah. <laughs> so, um, I mean, thankfully, we, were, we actually came to Knoxville, and um, we were able to participate here in the one-off Cedar Bluff. So we still were involved for a couple of years as much as I could. Well, that's cool. You know, when you just get older and you got two two titanium hips, they, they kind of say, you know, it's just it's not the same. Well, and these and, the, and these uh, these Tennessee winters can't be good for those titanium hips either. But hey, it's all good. Um, but moving on to county commission, you know the job of a county commissioner is to be one of eleven, um, and uh, you manage a, a billion dollar business. Uh, this last year, when county commission approved the budget and went over a billion dollars, um, and um, two thirds of that money goes over to the school board. There's a nine member school board. Um, you're getting the fifth district. Uh, has won somewhat of a lottery, I guess, this year. And the fact that the um, the commission and school board, uh, both um, both the incumbents, one was term limited out and one of them, because school board doesn't have term limits, uh, she opted not to run. So the 5th District's getting a brand new school board member and a brand new commissioner. Uh, Lauren Morgan is not opposed in the Republican primary, so we'll talk about that more later. But, um, but yeah, so we're talking about... A, you know, quite a bit of money that, that you and um, several other, 10 other colleagues have to deal with. So talk about, you know, kind of kind of what you're hearing as you knock on the doors. I know you're knocking on doors, you're putting out yard signs. Um, you know, kind of talk about, you know, Town of Farragut, uh, which your district includes a little bit of not Town of Farragut, and then you got a whole lot of the Town of Farragut. Um, kind of talk about the 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 housing and the infrastructure, um, what you're seeing and, and what you're hearing as you knock on doors. As I knock on doors, I mean, of course, the biggest question they ask is, oh, what's a commissioner? Like, what do you do? So talking about that is kind of the first, first 45 minutes, 45 seconds to a minute conversation. And then we kind of do breakdown of what's going on in the community, what's happening. Uh, obviously, a lot of people are, are stressed about infrastructure. You know, right. They have questions about the school district, like you mentioned, that kind of thing. And thankfully, we are getting a new school in some capacity right now. I haven't read the report that came out good. this morning, but oh. you know, we, are, we are getting that. So that's good. That's, that, that, that's, that's going to be interesting um, real quick. It's, um, you know, I, you were at the, well, there were three community meetings, right? Right, and, I went to all three. And you went to all three. I went to the third one. 
um, which was the last one, and the community brought a proposal. So last night when the school board met, and, and I was watching it because uh, under doctor's orders, I've had to stay home for the last couple of days. Hooray. I mean, that I think that was to keep the community safe so that I wouldn't be out talking. But anyway, um, what's funny is, I didn't expect that this, I mean, you were there at the third meeting and I'm not putting words in your mouth. So you, you don't, you do not agree with me or disagree with me, either one. But anyway, you know, I was a school board member 20 years ago. And when you do these community meetings, you don't ever expect the community to not like what your proposals were. And you always plan that what you're going to present is going to watch, is going to be what you present, right? But What's interesting is the community of Farragut actually had an impact on what the ultimate decision has been or, or what the what the or what the superintendent is going to recommend. So it's interesting, and we'll save that for another discussion because I gotta have Lauren Morgan on later. But anyway, we have crowded schools. There's no doubt about it. They've rezoned kids a million different ways a Sunday. Um so that's that's another subject for another day. But um but yeah, so um, you know, density, um, the growth plans coming up on uh, tomorrow, the January tenth. I don't know if they're going to vote or not, but uh, some of that stuff's going to be before you take office on September first. Um, so let's kind of talk about um, let's kind of talk about police. Uh, you got, oh, got, oh, okay, yeah, go ahead, yeah, go ahead. That does yeah. show you kind of what you said about the city of Farragut, basically, you know, District Five, everybody coming out. That is the local. You know, emphasis that we can do. We can actually shape our community. And there's so many people. And, well, times have changed. I mean, right. you got to understand, times have changed. We can't sit on the sidelines anymore. Right. We can't allow other people to make these decisions for us. If you have an opinion or a voice, you know, use your voice to get it out there. And that's why I think District 5 is so great because we have a lot of passionate people yeah. that want to come out and share their ideas with everybody. That is the key to local government. And we need more of that. You know, when I went to all three meetings, the first one, I mean, it was it was basically just an informational meeting. We all sat there with our hands in our laps and everything, and we just kind of listened. Everything came in. There was one suggestion from the outside, but we listened. The second meeting, we actually, you, you can look at the same people that a group. It's like a, you know, multiple groups. I'm talking different groups that went to the second and the third meeting. But in the second meeting, they started asking questions about what they learned in the first. They were definitely paying attention to what was going on. By the third meeting, it was like, all right, yeah, we understood. We heard you. We got your answer. Let's do this. What do you think about this idea? And it really made Dr. Adams and everybody else really contemplate what was going on and what they were going to do. So, well, and, and, and clearly, right there, what we need to do. and clearly in the third meeting, they weren't prepared for that. They admit, oh, yeah. the, the school administration was not prepared for a uh, for a proposal. And you see, I, you know, they did these things. They did the first two meetings. I mean, on I mean, right on the heels of, of Thanksgiving. So you know, I was just like, yeah, I'm, I'm not. And again, I've been I've been in local Knox County politics for forty years. So you know, and and I was on the school board. So I've seen how the sausage is made inside the school system. Then I've watched it now for 20 years as a blogger and, and a, a podcaster for the last two or three. But, you know, I was like, and, and I mean, I input, input, well, whatever. Well, yeah, and you at know, that you point, know, too, you got to understand, I mean, Thanksgiving and Christmas, it didn't matter. Right. We had full standing room only. Right. Well, and, and what was That's funny, great. what was funny in Dr. Adams' report last night, he said that they had these meetings and, uh, 
average attendance was 30 to 35. And I'm like, bro. No, no, no. I'm like, bro. I'm like, I'm like, bro, bro, I got the video. I got the video. I've got the I've got the full blown video from the third meeting. There was more than 30, but anyway. Yes. But I I will say that um, I don't know if it's Dr. Ryswick. I don't know if it's school board member Susan Horn, who's going out of office. I don't know if it's Lauren Morgan, who's the Republican candidate for school board. I don't know. But anyway, something changed that their, their recommendation is, is more to what the people said in the third meeting. So it's interesting. But anyway, so, so yeah, I want you to speculate on that. I mean, the biggest understand that the local is we need to get involved and i'm so glad to see that that's why it's exciting right we got all these ideas we got to hear from everybody who has to say this so right. yeah so that's good so i mean we can talk about the police oh yeah yeah else. yeah uh, go ahead big, big proponent for that um basically uh, unfortunately 2023 they just released a study that that was the most deadliest year for police officers right and that is completely sad i mean it went all up and down not only for the police and law enforcement but for society and communities as well I mean, think of how many lives have been shattered because of that. And what we need to do is we seriously, as a community, need to get behind our law enforcement, help them out, give them the tools, not only to protect our communities, but protect themselves. You know, protect right. themselves physically, mentally, and also from frivolous lawsuits. But we need to give them what they need and just better help them with what's going on. So, you know, report what we're seeing. And if we can do anything for them, that's what we need to do. We need to back them up, uh, praise them. I mean, it's it's obviously a hard job. We all know it's a very hard job. Um, and thanks, I'm thankful for men and women that do step up and are able to do that because that's what we need. We have to have safe communities. If you don't have that, the breakdown of society just happens. Right. That's where we're at right now. So what what else you hearing out there? We got the we got schools, we got community involvement, we got density, we got infrastructure, we've got the police. What anything else that you're, you know, just just trying to preserve what we got? I mean, yeah, overall, I mean, the, the biggest thing is you know taxes always come up too right. as far as how much we're gonna be spending. Of course, conservative, fiscal conservative, you know that kind of thing. Make sure we're not frivolously spending anything and. You know, you treat it, even though it's a billion-dollar budget, you still treat it like it's your money. Right. You know, it's just a couple extra zeros at the end of yeah. it. So, I mean, you, you, I don't care if you're spending $500 to 5000 or $5 million. I mean, the thing is, you've got to look at stuff and go, does this make sense? Is this going to better our community? Or are we just spending it to make ourselves look better? I mean, mm. how is it just going to help our, our community? And... What is it going to do? What's the, the long run for it, too? Because if we start throwing money around, the next thing you know, we're going to start raising taxes. And that's just not going to do it. That's not acceptable. We can't well, do that at all. And, you know, I think a lot of times people don't understand the significance of what county, what the county actually provides. I mean, uh, when you become a senior, and, and you and I are relatively about the same age. My kids are a little bit older than yours. But, um you know, once you get once you get beyond schools, once once you once your kids get beyond school, then you know you start you start living those those middle years. But then when you get to the senior senior ages, I mean, you realize the county provides senior centers, and and the county's done a phenomenal job of that. Uh, when your kids were younger and going to school, you you knew about the public library, you know, and then you got those people that. You know, the county doesn't provide uh, trash pickup like the city does. So you have those convenience centers where we have employees that are, are trying to keep the dumpsters full and um, and have to walk between moving vehicles on a regular basis. You got our own you got our own um, you got our own roads people, our engineering public works people. They're out there um, filling holes and 
and clearing clearing ditches and um, and trying to keep water flowing, especially on days when we get torrential downpour and high winds. Yeah, and then everybody. Right, right. That, that's that's where I was going next. You know, you got parks yeah, and rec. So just. I'm actually on the uh, Farragut Parks and Athletic Commission. Oh, cool. So we, have, we have a meeting in about 45 minutes and all things. So, uh, yeah, so that, that is very important. I mean, the biggest issue we have right now is our pickleball. Right. Yeah, that, that's the thing. Oh, that's right. The town of Farragut. Yeah, they've been playing pickleball down there in Fee Park and made some of the people mad. Yeah, I watched. I watched a little bit of that, but anyway, but I mean, on on the county level, you know, we we've got a lot of good parks down here in the fifth district, down at uh, Concord Park and um, Carl uh, well, Carl Cowan Park. I mean, so there's there's a lot of stuff going on. So you know, people don't realize what they really get for their county tax dollars. Correct, right, and, and that's the thing. I mean, we gotta stretch it and make it look good. You know, that's right. the thing. And as a community, we need to pitch in. I mean, if you see some litter or some trash, I mean, just you know, help out, make right. it look better. Don't make right. somebody else do it. Do it right. yourself. I mean, right. The more hands pitching in, the lighter the load. So, yep. Make it to happen, and that's that's what the community involvement we need to have, right. and that's why I think we're seeing actually right now with everybody getting involved. That's the good thing about it, right. for sure. Well, everybody can find you uh, at votebrianwalker.com. That's V-O-T-E, Brian, B-R-I-A-N, Walker, W-A-L-K-E-R.com. Uh, on Facebook, it's uh, just search Vote Brian Walker uh, on Facebook. And, um, yeah, so uh, that's uh, – I think you're on Twitter too, but uh, I don't think that's, that's – that's, It's the same thing. Vote Brian oh, Walker. Oh, okay. You can email me too at brian at votebrianwalker.com. My name so many times. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah hey. definitely reach out. It's all the same on there. Um, and that's the thing. You know, I want to hear from more people. I'm actually surprised I have not heard so many people yet uh, with all the things going on. But, but you know, we're still early, somewhat early in the election. So we'll see how it all plays out. There are multiple people running. Uh, right. Yeah, but here's the thing. It's going to come down to a few votes. Right. So whoever, whoever your candidate is and whoever you like, you guys need to get out and vote. I mean, we're seeing the energy, but you know what? February 14th to the 27th for early voting, March 5th, we need to get our get out and vote. We need to get to the, vote in the polling places and make sure our, our voices are heard. That's going to be the biggest thing to show people what's going on here in District 5. So well, you know I humbly ask for your vote for everybody that gets in their area. Absolutely. So uh, that, that was a good close. And just to help you close that out, you know, um, when uh, when I decided I was going to be get involved in politics 40 years ago, uh, Winfield Dunn was the first Republican governor since Reconstruction, and uh, as he was a dentist out of Mem out of Memphis, Winfield's still alive, by the way. Um, and when he announced for um, governor in uh, I think it was 71, I, well, I, I don't I'm, I don't know. I, I got to go back and go back in my history and, and figure out exactly what year that was that he got elected. But when he announced. He said, support me if you can, oppose me if you must, but above all, participate. And every time I've run for office, I've, I've used the great Winfield Dunn quote, and I've seen Winfield many times since then. But uh, you know what Brian just said is true. Um, we got a lot of offices uh, on the ballot. Uh, obviously, everybody gets all, 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 all excited about the presidential. And the presidential preference primary is important. Uh, selecting delegates is important. But uh, who your next uh, assessor of property and who your next law director is, who your next county commissioner is, and who your next school board member is just as important as president um, of the United States. So, um, you know, Brian is, is offered himself. Uh, again, it's votebrianwalker.com. Facebook is votebrianwalker. X, I called it Twitter. On X, it's votebrianwalker. 
And uh, he's got his phone number out there. Uh, he's got his email address out there, Brian at votebrianwalker.com. So, Brian, good luck to you. February 14th through the 27th and uh, March the 5th for the primary. And then it's on to the August general election. Yep. So thank you for your time, Brian. Thank I you. you having me. Uh, yeah, but definitely humbly, humbly uh, ask for your vote. And thank you so much for everything and all the uh, wonderful things that I've seen here in the District 5. So all right. I appreciate it. Thank you, buddy. All right.